three, two. Hello, Marvelites. Welcome to This Week in Marvel, episode number 266. Mark of the Beasts. Yeah. This is the official Marvel podcast of all news, new releases, and cat sounds. Cat sounds. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, joined by... Ben Morse, Editorial Director of Digital Media here at Good Old Marvel, and we are Sans intern today. We are running things on our own. We are totally capable... We're excited. Sure. Ryan has about 85 meetings today, so we're trying to sneak this thing in under the radar. Yeah. How you feeling? You feeling good about your day? Sure. You can do it, man. Yeah. I believe in you. I just want to find time for lunch at some point. I don't know about that. Nope. If you want me to go grab you lunch, let me know. Okay. I appreciate it. Yeah. Friendship uh, Friendship is dope. Yeah. It, friendship is dope. Friendship is dope. Man. Even when you're overwhelmed by work, never forget friendship is dope. This is very true. Yeah. This episode is going to be brought to you by Loot Crate. Loot Crate. Uh, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Remind you guys that if you have questions or comments for us, you can shoot them to the email, twimpodcast at marvel.com, or use the hashtag this week in Marvel. We actually have the lowest number of comments and yeah, questions. Yeah, what's wrong? Why don't you guys it's like us anymore? It's still fair. way too much. It, well, it's still like three pages or four pages. It's yeah. a lot, which is great. I love it. Yeah. But um, it's it's less than normal, and I'm okay with that because today is Today bonkers. is a terrible day. Yes. Um, I'm going to attribute the lower than normal comment rate to the fact that we had a higher than normal content rate for our last Tomb URC, so people must be like exhausted or something. True, true, true. Yeah. Uh, so we're recording this on Tuesday of this week. And I will be going to Sao Paulo, Brazil. Brazil. Uh, Brazil. And Brazil. so if there are any Marvel fans who are going to CCXP this, uh, What's this coming for? weekend. Uh, Comic-Con experience. Yeah. 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 Uh, if you're going there, please find me. Say hello. I'll be at the Churrascura booth a little bit. I'll be the what? at Churrascura Studios. They, they are like a studio. A bunch oh, of artists cool. and really cool stuff. Um, I'll be bouncing around. I have two panels that I'm hosting mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with amazing people on, on those panels. Um, and I'll be going to other panels. And this is going to be a crazy busy week for us. The rest this of the is week. crazy busy. By the time you guys listen to this, I'm sure <sighs> some fun stuff will have uh, been shared. Yeah, our news section that we're doing today will not do justice to how much news is on the way. Yeah, so because we'll, we have to be careful in case anything falls through. Yes, you never know. Things, you never know. things could... Um, Things could come out over the next couple days after we record, and then mm-hmm. we'll talk about them next week. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get to it. Sure. Uh, we're in a unique situation for comics this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have a lot of physical comics in front of us because of some shipping hijinks, but we did read PDFs of every comic, so we're going to be doing a little from memory, a little from the iPad, uh, kind of bouncing around a little bit, but we will do our best to bring you our usual high-quality comic book recaps that you've come to know and love us for yeah we've got these uh like low res pdf previews that say in big you know uh letters across the watermarked advanced preview yes um shout out to chris Delando for getting these yeah. for us um and for offering to take the watermark off yes which we were just like oh, it's fine it's we, fine we can read, we can around, read around watermarks also shout out to Joe Tarabarelli who <laughs> when you asked for the PD when you literally asked yes. for PDFs he said we didn't get our bundle our print bundles this week yes the reason I was asking for PDFs Joe I'd like to also remind everyone that Joe Tarabarelli at one point early on in his Marvel tenure asked me how much it costs to get a hashtag on Twitter 
I will bring that up every time we yes, talk about will. Joe Tarabarelli. Totally. Because it's a great story. It is, it is. Uh, all right. With that said, let's dive let's into do the it. New comics this week. First up is Black Widow number eight. And that is written by Chris Somney and Mark Wade, art by Chris Somney and Matt Wilson. Uh, so we found out that Black Widow um, has uh, you know, gotten into the dark room. She's used the Weeping Lion, who's this uh, this this crazy um, like telepath. It's a very interesting character. Yeah, he's cool. He's he's kind of a jerk. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely a jerk. But but you also feel kind of bad for him because yeah. you know why he doesn't like Black Widow because yes. you know she slaughtered his family, which is you know that's gonna happen. Yeah. Um, but that ledger. Yeah. Red in the ledger, baby. So Black Widow is trying to rectify some stuff and try trying to. Um, save girls, a bunch of the girls who are in this dark room, sort of the same training that made her the Black Widow. She doesn't want these girls to have to live that same life, mm. being assassins, being, you know, like not living a normal life and having the happiness um, that they should have the ability to find. So uh, this issue finds um, the uh, finds Black Widow undercover in the White House in a great little scene uh, with um, a what you believe is one of these assassin girls going to the White House. It opens up into this uh, really fun. Uh, I say it's fun. Yeah. But it, it seems is, like an odd choice. It's also based around like assassination. Yeah. But like, which can the, be fun. The way it's structured is really great. It's got a, it, you know, Mark and Chris doing this amazing job of yep. building this espionage story. Um, of getting people, uh, of getting these characters put into place, of Natasha like playing this role, like she's a, a guide within the White House, and she says, "We're walking, we're walking." So if you just kind of picture that, that adds That's a really funny. fun element to it. Uh, but N- Natasha's trying to stop this assassin, which opens up the story to a whole bunch of other things, and Shield gets involved, Secret Service, and um, it's just awesome. And as Natasha is trying to go this one round. There are other things unfolding that she even she can't foresee and we'll see what that means uh, for more of the girls in the in the dark room. But we have a little tease of next issue, Winter Soldier showing up and who knows what emotions else. are gonna be at an all time high. You can cut the tension with a knife. You can you can they're literally hanging from the rafters. <laughs> uh, over in Deadpool back in black number four, written by Cullen Bunn, art by Salva Espin. Did you know, Ryan, mm. this is a prequel of sorts to Craven's Last Hunt? I did. Because our boy Craven, who, as I remind everyone, is my favorite Spider-Man villain, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, goes after Deadpool with um, Deadpool's wearing the symbiote costume. And so him and Craven have a little showdown in the forest. Deadpool, he thinks he's Spider-Man. Um, so that's why he's going after him. Uh, Deadpool loses control a bit of the symbiote. There's really some fun stuff. I love Espen's drawing of the symbiote, just kind of like riffing like making funny faces making extra appendages all this crazy stuff and um turns pretty vicious and deadpool has some trouble controlling the symbiote uh craven in the process um he sicks some lions on deadpool that doesn't quite work he uh he saves deadpool from the lions because as you said no caged animal will take you you from me (laughs) which is just beautiful craven stuff and the deadpool goes oh that's kind of sweet um and by the end of it 
Deadpool has kind of inspired Craven to go do what he's going to do to Spider-Man. So Spider-Man can thank Deadpool for the horror of Craven's last hunt. But really, I just love the wacky art here. I love the uh, the way Craven's played by Colin Bunn, just kind of you know this over machismo guy. Um, probably the, his musk must yeah. be. Like, oh. so thick and, like, So heady. overpowering. Oh, man. So it's crazy. Uh, and by the end of the issue, we've got Killer Thrill still going after Deadpool, but now they're going to get Spider-Man involved in the conclusion of this story. Ain't that always the way. Yeah, seriously. Over to Extraordinary X-Men number 16, written by Jeff Lemire, art by Victor Ibanez. This is the conclusion to the big... Uh, fighting against uh, Sapna, who has been possessed by this awful demon. So we've got all the X-Men trying to go against her. Uh, She's this little girl who's been possessed by a demon. And meanwhile, back in the holding cell of the X-Men, you got Apocalypse saying like, hey, you guys need my help. Let me out of this cage. And then to put a cherry on top, he says, if you let me out of my cage, I will turn Colossus back. And the best thing is Colossus sitting there going like, no, master, don't do it. I'm happy with how I am. This is the best I've ever been. Don't change me back. Bush amoy. <laughs> um, and then Colossus has been what? An acolyte of Magneto. Yep. The unstoppable juggernaut. Yep. Uh, a, a horseman, horseman of apocalypse. apocalypse. Has he had any other wacky <sighs> things going on? Um, I mean, he wore a farmer. He wore that crazy bandana in Age of Apocalypse. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it covered his eyes somehow. <laughs> but I don't know. No, that's that's. I think Colossus has definitely had a checkered past at best. Mm-hmm. There's some really cool stuff with Storm and Magic as they take on Sapna. Magic is all torn up about this. It's her student. It's this girl she brought to the school. Uh, Nightcrawler is being tempted by Apocalypse. We'll see how that ends up. And then these these new characters that Lemire has introduced, these mystics, play a key role as well. I love them. Yeah. And Abena's art is really, really good. We saw him on Storm earlier this year. And he really just... That wasn't this year. Was that this Storm year? Storm was... If it wasn't this year, it was last year? The Storm series is already gone for a year? Time doesn't make any sense. <sighs> Whatever, man. He did great work on Storm. He's doing great work here. Really impressive, expressive art. Um, and yeah, there's a big conclusion. And after the conclusion, Storm makes a uh, proclamation that's going to feed right into Inhumans vs. X-Men. Ooh. All right. Up next is Ghost Rider. Number one. Numero uno. Robbie Reyes is Ghost Rider. Uh, it's two stories up in this. We've got the first one, um, which is called, well, the first one is uh, by Felipe Smith, the writer, mm-hmm. and art by Danilo Beiruth, colors by Val Staples. And this sort of gets you reintroduced to Robbie Reyes, to his brother Gabe, to Eli, the demonic, I guess, uncle? He is their uncle, yeah. Yeah, their, their demonic uncle, um, all this going on. What a wacky sitcom, right? Right. Just like, hey, trying to trying to get by through the day with my wacky demonic uncle in my as head. As you do. As you do. Yeah. It's like Full House. Yeah. Or with, Three's Company. Yeah. It's, <gasps> without the sexual tension, thankfully. Oh, my God. It is like Three's Company. Yeah. Who Mr. Would, Roper. Yeah, who would be Mr. Roper in this situation? Johnny Blaze, obviously. Yeah. Come on. God. I love it. Johnny I Bla- love it. Johnny Blaze just dropping in to say hi. Yep. Uh, anyway, back to the story. Uh, so we're getting reintroduced to our characters, but what I think is also really fun here is how 
it's really situating Ghost Rider into the wider Marvel Universe. Because in this issue, there's a big guest star, the totally awesome Hulk. Awesome. Yeah. Totally, totally. awesome Hulk, um, which is sort of the side story that f- connects, but it is sort of on its own. And it's great. It's all situated in the same area where they're in California and all the stuff that's going on and, and kind of threading everything together from you're going to see there's uh, this monster character that Totally Awesome Hulk deals with that brings us to the second issue. Uh, but I love the the like the like sibling stuff between Robbie and Gabe. It's great yeah, here. That's always been a highlight of the Robbie Reyes character. Yes. And uh, also, the ladies love Robbie. Of course, man. The ladies he's love a, him. He's adorable. Yes. Um, but so Totally Awesome Hulk ha- sort of helps us intro into what's going on and, and gets this monster moving into the story but that shows uh that leads us to the guest stars who will be showing up in issue number two mm. which are other younger um superstars mm. superhero superstars yeah superheroes of uh the marvel universe the younger persuasion in the second issue i don't want to i don't want to spoil those because those will be really fun for the second um, issue or when you get to the end of this one but uh, it's pretty neat and I like what they're doing there we have a bonus story bonus yeah uh, written by Felipe Smith again art by Trad Moore oh cool yeah. the original all new Ghost Rider artist totally and co-creator of Robbie Reyes colors by Val Staples um, and this one um, I don't remember this character existing previously um, what is her name uh, Piston Nitro is that Ring any bells, Ben? You're the not historian ringing any here. bells here. No. All right. Well, Piston Nitro uh, is like I guess introduced here, but we we see Robbie. He's doing his thing at um, uh, Camilo's auto body place. Uh, he's working on a car, and this woman shows up, Rhonda Rubens, like this fitness guru, and this is just this great thing. She's obviously an Instagram superstar. Or, Whatever One of those. type of Instagram. Great. Uh, she's a fitness instructor to the stars, but everybody at the auto body place are like freaking out that she's there. <laughs> it's this really fun scene. Um, everybody wants their picture with her, but she's super excited about Robbie's car. Yeah. Which uh, Rhonda Rubens may not be the Rhonda Rubens that everybody expects, and that leads into who Piston Nitro is mm-hmm. and this awesome throwdown and like chase sequence and the Piston Nitro like power set and business that goes on there. You like saying Piston cool. Nitro. It's a great name. Yeah. Let's, let's be honest. It's fun to say. Totally. Uh, there's skateboarding. There's like weird time distortion. There's uh, hell portals. Mm. Um, all kinds of fun stuff. And it's gorgeous because, you know, it's Treadmore and Val Staples just doing this really cool you know, awesomely wacky, weird stuff. Uh, but it's also kind of neat in that we're introducing maybe some sort of like love slash rivalry thing hmm. that could show up in future issues of Ghost Rider. Uh, if you are just coming to Ghost Rider because of the character's introduction into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., then great. This is going to be really fun and, and lead you to it. If you liked all new Ghost Rider, this is also going to be great because it, it sort of takes it uh, and, and puts you back into like what we really loved about those first two arcs and, mm-hmm. and just boom off and running so I'm very excited that uh, we've got that rolling along alright up next is Great Lakes Avengers number two this is by writer Zach Gorman art by Will Robson colors by Tamara Bonvalain and um, you know we're really starting to see 
what the Great Lakes Avengers are all about and how they fit into the great city of Detroit. Uh, they are like sort of slumming it together. There's this great opening scene where they're, uh, you know, you've got Bertha and Flatman and Doorman. Doorman. They're all just like sort of sleeping in this loft space. Yeah. But there's a party going on because there's a club right next door with all these hipsters. Will Robson draws some amazing hipsters. Yeah. Like he hipsters the hell out of these hipsters. Makes you wonder how much uh, hipster familiarity he has. I mean, you got to do some research, right? Yeah. You got to live your craft. Yeah. Uh, but they, they find out there there's a neighbor who uh, has this this club, the Baphomet Club, and uh, this the the manager or owner of the club, what's his name? Uh, Nain Rouge. Mm. Nain Rouge, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, French name, and they make a joke about that. Uh, is you know doesn't really start off on the right foot with our Great Lakes Avengers, and there's fun little battle and some some trouble that they get into. While at the same time, one of the, the new character who we met um, in the first issue, two new characters who turn into were one of them turns into a werewolf. Why not? Um, the, apparently, that's a big thing. There's oh, this great is? line in here. Oh, I'm where sorry. The nurse. I totally underplayed it. I totally understood. <laughs> it. Whoa, a werewolf! The nurse is like, uh, wait, you think this is my first werewolf? First pink one, maybe. I'll give you that. Yeah. And it's just, it's great. It's like, oh, Detroit, we and, got werewolves. And they turn into a werewolf in the middle of the day, right? Sure. Like it's not nighttime. Uh, I want to know if they're a werewolf by night. I don't know. Or a werewolf by day. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think it's a werewolf by day. Yeah. Or werewolf at any time. It's like a pizza bagel. Yeah. You werewolf in the morning, werewolf in the evening, werewolf at dinner time. Sure. Dinner time. With werewolf on a bagel, you could have werewolf at any time? Yeah. Sure. It's not going to work out well. Nope. Um, anyway, uh, we get to see Mr. Immortal, what he's been up to and why he's been in this coffin. So creepy. So creepy, for sure. Uh, the Mr. Immortal doorman stuff is some of my favorite stuff. Oh, it's great. It's very funny. But it's like it's also like someone needs to like help him. Yeah. Like, he needs some he needs serious be, help. You know, he needs someone to talk to. He needs someone to work his problems out with. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Great Lakes Avengers... Uh, are dealing with one of the werewolves which leads to some amazing cartoon werewolf dog faces yeah there's a lot of like tongue hanging out of this werewolf dog woman uh it's fantastic will robson is like there's this level of cartooniness Mm -hmm. but also level of like really uh elaborate and deep line work which i just love mm-hmm. uh well that's all going on we get to see a little bit more we learn a little bit more about nain rouge and who that is really their secret identity and what their plans uh might be so that leads to some scary stuff yes now let's rock it off into space with guardians of the galaxy number 14 now ben you're probably asking how can we be rocking off into space when we last left the guardians of the galaxy they were marooned on earth that is true, but in what this maroon. <laughs> but in this story, written by Brian Michael Bendis with pencils by Kevin McGuire. I know. I, Hello. I had no idea. I yeah, because I didn't <clears throat> when I initially read the PDF, I didn't read the credits page, and I was just like, these, something's familiar about these faces and these facial expressions. That's a that's a that's a Kevin McGuire. There, Kevin McGuire is so good and so recognizable. Mm-hmm. I realized it was him when Spider when I saw Spider Man's mask. Really? And there's just something about the face. I was like, whoa! Mm, that's crazy, man. So good. So, anyways, we start with one quick scene of 
the present day of Rocket Raccoon and Groot being stuck on Earth. Rocket's had a lot to eat, to drink, and he's basically just miserable. He says he hates being back on Earth. Their uh, their ship is broken, so they can't fly back to Earth. And and Rocket Raccoon says, you know why I hate Earth? Because of Spider-Man. And that's when we go into a full-on flashback. Spider-Man, who is being menaced by all his friends and foes. Seemingly, he's a giant. But in fact, he's just been captured by the Skrulls. The Skrulls have captured Spider-Man to use him as bait against the Guardians of the Galaxy. The Guardians are in a bistro and brew pub called the Glonthorpe, uh, where Drax is fighting monsters. Peter Quill is getting hit on, but saying like, "No, no, no! I'm with Kitty Pride because this <laughs> takes place a year ago." Uh, and a Do lot. Do you watch of, the New Girl? I don't. Oh, I why used are you to. Not watching the I new used girl. to watch it. Oh, there's this. Mm-hmm great scene where winston is getting hit on by women at the bar and he's got a he has a girlfriend mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he's getting hit on at this bar and it made when i was reading this i was thinking just like that and trying to imagine winston and peter quill is the same person and it made me laugh a lot. so for you new girl viewers who maybe aren't picking up guardians of the galaxy this is the issue for you yeah get in there get on in there um but anyways they're at the bar, and a news flash comes on that Spider-Man has been kidnapped by Skrulls, and uh, they're wondering how this news flash came on. It's because, and the girl who was—I love this—the girl who was hitting on Peter Quill just goes, "Oh, I'm a Skrull." Yeah, and it's great because Peter Quill's like, "Ew, gross," and she's like, "Whatever, you loved it." Um, and <laughs> she's she, like, "I'm a good Skrull." Yeah, I don't like kind these of crazy militant she, people. Yeah, she said she's like, "Not all of us Skrulls are bad." You know, some of us are just hashtag trying, not all Skrulls trying to have a good time. Oh, yeah. Um, but Venom Flash Thompson goes all crazy. He's like, Spider-Man, we got to help Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Gamora's like, chill out, Flash. We're going to help you. So they go into this obvious trap where they go down to this, like, desert planet. Venom jumps off on his own. The Skrulls want his Clintar. Uh, isn't that the way, though? Don't those Skrulls always want your Clintar? Always the case. Yeah. Don't, you know, love love me for me, not for my Clintar. <laughs> um, he encounters Spider-Man. Guess what? It's not really Spider-Man. It's a scroll who says dude because he's been trying to study on how to mimic Spider-Man's actions and voice. And it's great because he's just like, I don't get why you guys say dude, but then proceeds to say dude in every sentence he does. The Guardians fight more Dude, scrolls. where's my Clintar? <laughs> where's my Clintar? Uh, the Guardians fight more. I'm not talking enough about the art, which is freaking phenomenal. Uh, I li- You know what I like? I like the way Kevin McGuire d- draws Groot. Yeah. Because he has such a recognizable style on human faces, but when he gets to do something like Groot with some real cartooning, it really stands out. It's pretty cool. Um, anyways, needless to say, the Guardians have a battle on their hand against the Skrulls. By the end of the battle, you know why Rocket Raccoon hates Spider-Man, and now the Guardians are still stuck on Earth, and they're going to have to deal with it. And um, some great Flash Thompson stuff in this issue. Oh, yeah. Uh, he really gets to shine especially in a monologue at the end where he's talking about spider-man and arguing with rocket raccoon about how cool spider-man is yeah good stuff man yeah that's uh, it's great before we get into grounded so next we hop over to inhumans versus x-men numero zero uh written by charles soul beautiful art by kenneth rockefort colors by dan brown this is the prelude of course to inhumans versus x-men when we last left death of x we found out what happened to cyclops we saw that the Terrigen Mist is killing mutants. Um, we basically pick up eight months ago, and we explore eight months in the life of both the X-Men and the Inhumans. Key characters, Beast, who's doing his best to try to cure 
the Terrigen problem, working with ISO. They have a great rapport, great uh, chemistry. I like that. Then you've also got on the flip side Emma Frost, who is now, after you read Death of X, a key character. And just to give you kind of an idea of her mindset, she's throwing herself off a cliff to see if she can refine her ability to turn into diamond uh, quicker. And the way this story works is they split pages. So it's like every other page is Beast, every other page is Emma Frost. They keep proceeding. Uh, Emma has some interactions with separate cuckoos. Cuckoos? Cuckoos. 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 The, the cuckoos. Beast, uh, then we f- jumped to six months ago. Beast is working with Crystal. And the other <laughs> Inhumans try to uh, come up with some solutions. It focuses more on him. Emma goes and meets with Magneto. They have a great conversation. It's it's kind of cool to see the evolution of Emma Frost. Um, she's not the you know straight-out villain she was back in the day. But a lot of her heroism has been tarnished by recent events. Uh, you do kind of get some sympathy for her. But at the same time, you kind of starting to see her as a menace again. Four months ago, we go to the Savage Land with Beast and Iso. They're still looking for ways to try to stop the Charigen. Uh, what we're... I loved about that, though, was um, Beast is... Beast and Iso are there, and Beast is like, oh, yeah, it's Savage you know, it's like uh, we got dinosaurs and mm-hmm. some, like, other mm-hmm. uh, genetically evolved stuff. And she's like, what is even happening? Yeah. What is going uh, on here? I remember Iso still new to even being an inhuman, yeah. especially four months ago. What I like about the Beast and Iso stuff is Beast's it's, I don't call it blind devotion, but his his kind of purity of belief in uh-huh. science, where he just says it so beautifully. And Charles Soule comes up with great words for uh, to put in his mouth, where he just talks about He's like, I believe that science can fix everything. Like, look at where we are now compared to where we were X amount of time ago. I have no doubt that science is going to help us. Yeah. And as he gets more desperate and you see that kind of fall apart, it really hits home with you. It really yeah. hits you in the heart. And then he's like, I believe I can fly. I believe I can touch the sky with science. Exactly. Yeah. It's just like that. Um, Emma meets up with the all-new X-Men, which brings her in contact with young Cyclops, which makes her feel things. She doesn't want to feel. So many so things. So she goes uh, She goes diamond. This is what I like. She has a tear forming. She turns diamond, and then her tears just turn into, like, the type of diamond you put on an engagement ring. So I was thinking... Does yeah. that diamond turn back to water mm. or turn back to tear? That's a great question. If she turns back. I think once it's separated from her, it's diamond. That's my gut feeling. So she should cry diamond she tears cry diamonds all the time. All yeah. the time and then give them to me yeah. so I can become rich. Right. That's a great, great plan. Yep. Um, we cut now to two months ago. Beast is going to Medusa and basically saying, like, look, I have not solved this problem. I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm kind of at the end of my rope. Um, Emma, meanwhile, is going to the Hellfire Club, but we don't know who she's meeting with. She's meeting with someone who is going to provide her some aid in her quest to kind of get the Inhumans. Um, and then Beast, his this great final Kenneth Rockefort shot where he's basically like, these are all the bad things that can happen. Uh, my... my race is coming to extinction, I don't know what to do, and then a final meeting between Emma Frost and Storm, the last two people you expect to see on the same page. A lot of good stuff packed in here, really primes the pump for IVX, but a lot of good character work with Beast, with Iso, with Emma, especially in my opinion, um, and even little stuff like Medusa and uh, Crystal. Crystal is even tolerable. Um, <laughs> it's a really, really good setup for IVX. Yep. All right. Up next is Ms. Marvel, number 13, written by G. Willow Wilson, 
Art by Mirka Andolfo and colors by Ian Herring. This is the big election day issue. Oh, um, no, we had a big election day issue. This is. Remember we put that, like, we, we had a preview of it out a couple days before the election. Sure don't. Uh, where Kamala was getting people all, like, the pages we showed of her holding the American flag and, like, let's go vote. And everybody was like, yeah, let's go vote. This is a complete blind spot for me. Were you on vacation then? I must have been. You must have been on vacation. Yeah. Uh, but it really starts out where there's just sadness as Kamala and Mike are really bummed because uh, Bruno isn't Bruno's there. Bruno's gone, man. He's gone. He's gone. He's in Wakanda, I believe, correct? Uh, yeah, he went to, he went to, to Wakanda to study. Yep. Um, Good for him. But, you know, the rest of them here in Jersey City, they got to keep on keeping on. Mm-hmm. So as they do that, we see that Kamala's new – his – Kamala's brother's sister's brother. So brother's, Kamala's brother's brother-in-law? Wife's, brother's wife's brother? Right. Not Kamala's, brother's sister's brother. Right. Kamala's brother's, brother's sister is Kamala. Right. Kamala's brother's wife's brother. So you would call that your sister-in-law's brother. Yes. That. Nothing to you. Right. He is nothing to Kamala. Correct. But they know each other. Sure. Uh, And he finds himself in Kamala's class because there's some really really, uh, weird stuff going on with uh, school districts and tied to the election, which Mm -hmm. Kamala, being the smart cookie that she is, figures it out right away. She goes to the mayor. She finds out uh, he's... Uh, there's some weird stuff going on. He writes this little is he letter. Is on the take? No. Oh, he right. is... Uh, he writes this... Like, Excited. they're having this conversation. And as he's saying stuff, he writes a letter that just says, help. Uh, like, something's up, but he can't speak about it. So she's like, all right, I'm going to figure this out. And so she goes superheroing, and she gets Mike involved, and they find out that the... Uh, I like the Kamala-Mike team up. Yeah, it's pretty It's good. fun. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the mayor, the mayoral race is happening right now, and the incumbent who we saw earlier, who is reaching out for help, is going up against a guy named Chuck Worthy. Ooh, uh, Chuck Worthy, yes. great name. Uh, who we find out was Chuck the Hydra hipster from <gasps> previous issues, no. and uh, he is running for mayor. And there are. Lots of interesting parallels to various real life things or perceptions or um she Will Wilson. She watches the news. She sure does. Uh, I loved this issue so much. You've got Kamala sort of rallying uh, Jersey City to get behind her to vote because like, look, if the normal voting turnout happens, we're gonna be in a really bad place mm-hmm. and who knows what's gonna happen. So she uh, she she goes and she enlists lots of help, knocks on doors, talks to people, sort of gets Pounds, people pounds the motivated. pavement. Yeah. Um, they, they run up to a uh, rally for the Chuck the Hydra hipster who on Chuck his podium Worthy. says, you know, it's very catchy. The podium has a sign that says, don't suck, vote Chuck. Oh, that's so good. You know, like it's why, hard to battle someone why who rhymes. Do, why do the bad ones always have the best puns? No. Um, so they're fighting this. There's there's an actual battle, but there's also Kamala, you know, sort of uh, in this like liberty pose, rallying, you know, people to get behind her and really doing some cool democracy stuff. Yeah, uh, democracy. There's a lot of fun stuff in here. This is a really great issue. Um, interesting timing. Uh, just another slam dunk of a of a Ms. Marvel. Slam dunk. 
Okay, New Avengers number 18, the final issue of New Avengers, uh, written by Al Ewing, art by Carlo Barberi. This, I I can't do this justice, this issue. (laughs) It starts out with Sunspot's funeral. The new mutants are there. uh, Some squirrel girl and her friends are there, Chipmunk Hunk and Koi Boy. Basically. Don't, yes. You, you what, what am I? What am I running over? So we we get the scene of like the various um, AIM guys who are there, uh, Squirrel Girl mm-hmm. and her friends, and then the New Mutants. But the New Mutants, there's a line there oh, that yeah, yeah, Warlock yeah. says, which crushed me. It was well, so good. I liked I like Cipher's line too, where Cipher goes, "Yeah, the first New Mutant to die." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, all of it. Like all of these guys. Yeah, and then Warlock goes, "Query." When should self enter friend Bobby's corpse and ride it around? I, I was like, what is happening? So I weird. Um, the funeral gets crashed by Monica Rappaccini and Andrew Forson, who, of course, used to run AIM before Sunspot ran AIM. Sunspot has a surprise for them. Sunspot is just, he's just the best. Yeah. He's the best character. He Sunspot is, you know what? This is a hot take. Hot take. Scorching hot take. Sunspot is the best character we have. Whoa. There is no better character than Sunspot. That is the hottest take. Right now at this moment. He is so great. Uh, the way Al Ewing writes him. He's got these white streaks in his hair from using his powers. He's so clever. He's always a step ahead of everyone else. Uh, there's an AIM civil war going on because some of the AIM people at the funeral support Sunspot. Some of them support the old guard. And... Eventually, Sunspot outsmarts everyone. Uh, it's it's fantastic. But the rest of the issue is basically going to each member of the New Avengers. Um, and one by one, they're rooting out other AIM splinter cells who all have different kooky names that are all like just rearrangements of A, I, and M. Or it's, Tim. Or Tim. I want to be I want to be a member of Tim. First, we deal with Raid with uh, Dr. Max Brashear and Power Man. Power Man is kind of at the end of his rope as far as being a new Avenger. Dr. Brashear wants to do a team-up, comes up with a great code name. Hilarious stuff. The White Tigers are responsible for taking out Tim, which you talked about before, the uh, total idea mechanics. And uh, another person says they are the transatlantic idea mechanics. They're not sure about this. The two white tigers have a conversation. This is really, I like this because it's the culmination of everything Al has been doing with the younger white tiger, uh, tiger Ava, since he was back doing Mighty Avengers. Mm -hmm. This has been a long arc for her. And she finally has kind of figured out where she belongs and what she wants to do with her life. Uh, We've got one of the sweeter ones back at the, advanced genocide mechanics lair we've got the former pod and the new rescue uh, these two ladies who have a deep connection and as they're routing the bad guys they basically get into a, a talk about finally confessing their feelings to one another there is so, smooching there's us there's smooching there's pre-bone zone action although no bone zone actually no because there's no bones so we, got, we, got, we got to think about this. If it's if it's lady on lady, there's no bones. Look, I'm still saying it's bone zone. I think it's bone zone. It's bone zone and Jace. Yeah, as uh, as as Peter Rosenberg on Cheap Heat would say. <laughs> I'm sure he's listening to it. But it's a beautiful moment. I really like their relationship. Um, I hope they're in U.S. Avengers, which is going to be the follow up to this book. Well, I think we see them on the cover. Do we see them on the cover? Yeah. Good. I like these guys. I want to see more of it. And speaking of adorable couples, we've got Wiccan and Hulkling in New York City. Uh, they supposedly are going to IAM, Idea Advancement 
mechanization yeah. uh, that's an apartment, but they bust into the apartment and find out that it's basically Sunspot has set up a nice apartment overlooking the city for them to hang out in, have some cake, and uh, enjoy some balloons and just chill out. They discuss what they're going to do next, whether they're going to be new Avengers, whether they're going to be young Avengers. It's a nice, another really nice little scene. I love Wiccan's, uh, like, his retaliation. Yeah, his retaliation Roberto against Sunspot is great. Is cut a piece of cake have it magically uh, fly itself to, to Roberto's Sunspot mouth yep. and then say, say, you're the best. You're the best. It's awesome. Uh, we, we finally we wrap it all up with Sunspot, Cannonball, and Songbird. Songbird delivers her swan song. Ew. Uh, and she takes off. We're left with Sunspot and Cannonball, just the best. And then Sunspot, oh, Sunspot gets his cake. And it's like, a, it's such a one-off. And it's great. <laughs> the cake flies in says you're the best and Sunpot just goes thanks flying cake and then keeps going with the pitch he was giving to cannonball um where he is now dressed up his aim shock troopers the colors of the american flag so that he can announce to cannonball that he is renaming it american intelligence mechanics and the story continues in u.s avengers number one i'm so excited for this book uh we still have squirrel girl we have a uh, red Hulk with a mustache, yeah. and, like a Tom Selleck mustache. We do indeed have Pod, and looks like uh, Rescue's going to become well, it's not Pod. It's Ico. Whatever, yeah, Ico, former Pod. Yeah, um, and it looks like we got Daniel Cage too. She's yeah. on the cover. I'm, well, I'm, future Daniel, future Daniel Cage. I'm I'm so excited. There's for so much to learn world. about this. I'm excited. So much, so much. It's all so good. Also so good is mm. Old Man Logan. So good. Number 14. This is uh, written by Jeff Lemire with art by Philippe Andrade, colors by Jordi Belair. Um, Finally so, out of Japan. Out of Japan. That kid he was in. And there was so much like angst and so much sadness around Old Man Logan. Yeah, that's what the this, book's all about. This is the book that breaks that yes. cycle. This is the start of Monster War, part mm. one. Uh, this storyline... And if you've seen the cover, it's Old Man Logan with the Howling Commandos. And it opens up with Old Man Logan having himself a drink, just sitting around, enjoying time. And then, um, what's his name? Sentinel? What's his name? Cerebro. Cerebro Mm -hmm. comes over, uh, which is the giant walking sentinel. Sentinel. uh, Come on, man. uh, The giant sentinel from Extraordinary X-Men shows up and is like, hello, Mr. Logan. Um, I need your help. There seems to be a, a notable mutant who's gone, and Wolverine's like, "I hate you. You're a, you're a yeah. murderous robot. Please Rep- go away. Represent everything I hate." And Cerebro's like, "Well, it's Jubilee," which leads to all kinds of stuff. Mm. Uh, sends Wolverine on a journey. Uh, he grabs Shogo. There's a really fun business there nice. where he makes Cerebro uh, babysit Shogo, mm. and it's just adorable little scene. Um, but. It has uh, Logan's like, all right, so send me to wherever Jubilee went. And boom, he gets uh, sent off to Romania. Hmm. And why is Jubilee in Romania? What's going on there? Wolverine's starting to walk. No, when in Romania. Yep, you go Roman. Uh, Wolverine's like, all right, he's on the case. He's going to figure it out. He's walking through the forest, doing his thing. And he gets attacked by Man-Thing, which there's this... There's one page of Man Thing has grabbed Logan, and there's a fight ensuing. And Wolverine, he you know pops his claws, uh, but it's this really, I thought it was a subtle, really great thing where um, Man Thing has Wolverine, and there's just like this. They haven't really started fighting, but Wolverine bursts into flames because he's 
Yeah, he's he's afraid All of this any giant that know, monster, and any that know fear will burn at the touch of the man thing. Yeah, as they say, it's great. Uh, so, which opens up to this battle as Hit Monkey shows up, and the rest of the Howling Commandos show up. They they have this um, talk, and it's just it's really funny. It's quirky. Uh, they call him like old Wolverine or <laughs> old man Wolverine, whatever it is, and he is not old okay with that. Not old man Logan. No, they don't call him Old Man Logan. That'd be nice. Yeah. Um, they call him, like, Old Wolverine. Uh, and they all realize they're they're kind of on the same mission, that they found out that one of the Howling Commandos, uh, the Vampire by vampire Night. Vampire by Night. Um, she ridiculous. Yes. Ridiculous name. 100%. So great. Ridiculous conceit. She has... Um, left them and gone to Romania as well because sure. Dracula is calling all the Draculas to Uh-oh. him. Um, he's calling all the vampires his way and so they're uh, they, they figure that alright so Vampire by Night is there Jubilee is there because she's a vampire mm-hmm. they're all trying to do this together so Wolverine starts to lead and they're all you know at odds but it's very quirky it's like this great team up um, where everybody's not on the same page but they have to work together uh, funny moment where some vampires just hanging out is like, uh, do you smell seaweed? And you know it's Manphibian who's there, mm. and he's got a mouthful of holy water. It's just mm. great. It's a great fight. There's just all this fun stuff that's going on. It's Philippe Andrade draws this the creepy aspects so mm. well. Um, so it's a mix of creepy but also funny and intense. There's blood flowing and water and all kinds of crazy stuff. And Wolverine does find Jubilee, but We'll see where that leads. Does he want to? <gasps> or does he? I don't know. Okay, now we've got Star Wars Annual Number 2, written by Kelly Thompson, art by Emilio Lizo. Great team. Just telling a story in the Star Wars universe, uh, introducing a new character named Bash. She's this mechanic, or en- she used to be an engineer. Now she's working as a mechanic because, in her words, the Rebellion and the Empire, who are equally bad, have totally ruined everything. They've brought stuff on her planet to a standstill. Her whole gig is that she's found Princess Leia. Princess Leia has been shot, so Bash is trying to take care of her. But Leia, when she wakes up from being shot, which is a thing, um, she goes against Bash. They get in a little bit of a fight. Uh, Bash says, look, I don't like you. I don't like what you represent, but I'm going to save you because I'm not a monster. And the rest of the issue is kind of Leia as they're on the run and trying to get away from the Empire, trying to sell Bash on, no, listen, this is why the Rebellion is good. This is why we're different. We're not just interlopers. But Bash at the same time saying, you can understand why I see things the way I do. And the two of them kind of uh, getting each other to meet halfway in the middle on their viewpoints. They fight some stormtroopers. They go on an underwater chase. All sorts of crazy stuff. Emilio Lizo draws the heck out of it. Uh, there's sw- there's uh, scuba gear. There's armor. There's weapons. There's robots or droids, if you will. <laughs> um, and finally, they catch up with Luke and Han and uh, barely manage to get out of what they need to. But the more interesting aspect here is not you know, could they get away from the stormtroopers? It's, was Leia able to convince Bash of the righteousness of the rebellion? And it's kind of a nice moment when you realize uh, whether or not she does. Oh, well, how about that? How about it? All right, up next is Thunderbolts number seven. Uh, This is the beginning of Caught Red-Handed, new storyline. And uh, so Winter Soldier 
uh, the leader of the Thunderbolts, has been caught by S.H.I.E.L.D. Red-handed. He, totally red-handed. Um, wait, is this... So on the front, it says, caught red-handed yeah, starts now. I had the same questions. Inside, on the credits page, it says, no going back, part one, quote, not what we planned. Who's the editor? Let's shame them. Uh, um, 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 editors Alana Smith and Tom Brevoort. Ooh, mm. can't really shame Tom Brevoort. No. So Alana Smith, what have you done? Yes. Uh, so Winter Soldier has been captured by S.H.I.E.L.D. The rest of the Thunderbolts, all right, let's break in. And there's this <laughs> back and forth between them of like, uh, Kobik wants to just mm-hmm. get in there and take care of it. Cause Great character, Bucky. Kobik. Um, other members have different viewpoints. Uh, Moonstone I love because she's just like, he's the worst. Why would we do that? And they're all like, they outvote her. So she's yeah. like, fine. How are we going to do it? It's amazing to me that Moonstone has been on the Thunderbolts as long as she has, given that she seems to hate everybody else she yep. works with and is totally just at opposite odds. And she's clearly still a villain. Yeah. Like, they're all heroes now, and she's clearly still a villain. But she's been on this team for years. I mean, you know, she just wants something to do. She, I, I think she's I think she's afraid of being alone. Oh, it's really deeper. Yeah. Uh, it does lead to us seeing what's up with Songbird, which is a great it's segue. Good, because ever since New Avengers, I've been wondering what's up with Songbird. Yeah. The, well, a few minutes ago. <laughs> Sunspot does t- tells her, you know, go to the beach, have a drink, relax, get some sun, blah, blah, blah. And we see her on the beach getting some sun. But he also says, and you should hang out with some old friends. Some old friends. Which she also does. Yes, she does that here. Uh, speaking of old friends, Maria Hill brings in Steve Rogers to come talk to Winter Soldier to try... Uh, well, Rogers actually comes in to talk to Winter Soldier yeah, to find Maria out Hill doesn't bring him in. what the heck is going on. Uh, really great stuff between Steve and Bucky. Uh, while that's all going on, the Thunderbolts make their move. They go to try to free Bucky. And of course, of course, things don't go quite as they had hoped. Yeah. Well, what do you expect? Mm-hmm. All right. Up next is Totally Awesome Hulk number 12, written by Greg Pak. Greg Pak. Uh, art by Mahmoud Asrar, colors by Nolan Woodard. This is uh, sweet and a heartbreaker mm. of an issue. Um, it's more of the Civil War II stuff. So we see Amadeus, which opens up with Amadeus and Bruce Banner, sort of talking about being a Hulk and, and who they are and how they deal with their own like feelings and emotions that mm. manifest themselves into being the Hulk that they are. Um, while that's going on, we, we go back to where we are now, because that was in the past. We go back to where we are now in Austin, where Amadeus has gotten his ass kicked by this creature that feeds off of emotions. Mm, no um, a little child has been captured. Black Panther is Black Panther and um, uh, Jake O, I think his yep, name is. Jake O. Yep. Uh, Agent Jake O. They, are, they have been tracking Amadeus, so they're all here, and... They realize that they have to kind of work together to stop this this monster creature dude um, from harming anyone else. Uh, so they they put aside their differences temporarily to go track this guy who's just he's captured this little girl who realizes that this creature, this person, um, can actually feed off of emotions Mm -hmm. and that makes them stronger so going after Amadeus going after the Hulk is like just this smorgasbord if you will a virtual buffet a buffet a buffet Um, a Jimmy Buffett of delights (laughs) and there's this giant fight this thing is gross it's like a crab 
creature monster mm. spiky armor mm. bug thing. Uh, you said it. But they have this fight. Uh, Maddie Cho helps out big time in here, but she is pissed off because Amadeus is reckless and he's, you know, he's he's just not thinking straight. Right. Um, but rightfully so because his friend has been killed mm-hmm. and he's dealing with his emotions. He's the ninth smartest person in the world. Something like that. Yeah, he's ninth. And he's still, like, young. He's still dealing with having all this power, having all this uh, ability. But emotionally, he he's like any of us. He needs help. So we do actually get to the Amadeus-Clint Barton confrontation. And uh, I think you guys definitely should read this issue to see how that shakes out. And, you know, I think it's really sweet. Greg and company do an amazing job, as always. Okay, and we wrap things up with Uncanny and Humans number 16, written by Charles Soule, art by R.B. Silva, inks by Andriano Di Bendetto, colors by Java Tartaglia. If you read last issue, which you should have, uh, Oron is back. She was brought back by her daughters who use Reader's Power. Frank McGee is there. He's not happy about it. The problem is Oron, who in life uh, could hear anything and she kind of explains her powers we have a running uh, monologue going the whole time as she tries to adapt to this world she's been dropped back into not quite alive but not quite dead Uh, she turns on the people closest to her she uses her powers in really cool ways Uh, reader has to step in and help frank mcgee Uh, Once Black Bolt and Medusa show up, things get really crazy. At the quiet room, Oron is basically going nuts. You see how destructive she can be. Uh, When she sees Black Bolt, she kind of loses it because Black Bolt was the one who killed her. Uh, There's some really sweet stuff between her and her daughters. She explains why she's messed up. She figures it out. And um, Charles Soule does a good job of just building a neat relationship between this mother and these daughters and uh then she has her confrontation with black bolt and does something really cool with her powers uh eats a pizza uh not eating a pizza um that leads to a really cool cliffhanger and this story is going to be concluded in the next issue well then yep all right boy howdy how do we pick oh man for me it's new avengers yeah new avengers was so fun yeah IVX is up there too. I thought IVX was a really good job setting up for a big event. Really made me care about Emma Frost uh, and Beast. But New Avengers was so fun. Every page was fun. Uh, the art was beautiful. There were so many characters juggled. It really just a satisfying conclusion to everything they've been doing in that series. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm glad you picked New Avengers. I'll I won't double pick it because it would be up there for me. But since you grabbed it. Um, Old Man Logan is up there for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ms. Marvel. Mm. Black Widow. Mm. Ugh, Guardians. I, I'm going to pick Ghost Rider. Ghost, Ghost Rider, Rider number good one. Pick. Good yeah. pick. Yeah. It's great. Great week of comics. Good week of comics. Also good week for collections as we have on sale Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and the Heroes for Hire Volume 1, which is collecting the 90s Hero for Hire series. Uh, one of the... One of the holes we've had for a while, a lot of people have said we haven't had that up. Now we got it up. Mighty Thor Volume 2, Lords of Midgard. That's out in hardcover. Moon Knight Volume 1, Lunatic. Sensational She-Hulk by John Byrne, The Return. Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, also out in hardcover. Venom Space Knight Volume 2, Enemies and Allies. Vision Volume 2, Little Better Than a Beast. X-23, The Complete Collection Volume 2. X-Men Alpha Flight, and Young Avengers by Alan Heinberg and Jim Chung, The Complete Collection. 
All right. Also on sale on the Marvel app this week, Guardians of the Galaxy Awesome Mix Infinite Comic, number one. Uh, we're recording this before Wednesday, so I haven't read it yet, mm-hmm. but I'm excited to read it. Yeah, I want to know more about it. Uh, also on sale, some backfill stuff on the Marvel Comics app, New Excalibur 16 through 24, uh, Peter Parker, Spider-Man 48 through 57, Sensational She-Hulk 31 through 50, and X-Men Alpha Flight from 1998, 1 and 2. Ooh, cool. I, f- I wonder if that's the Brian Hitch stuff. Brian Hitch did... This. Or am I thinking of an X-Men Star Trek book? Hmm. I remember there's like old Brian Hitch. Star Trek and Alpha Flight are very, you know. Probably not Brian Hitch because at that time. Canadians in space. (laughs) At this time in 1998, Brian Hitch would have been doing other stuff, I think. I don't know. Whatever, man. I don't know, man. (sighs) Whatever, whatever. Digital collections on sale. Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and the Heroes for Hire, Volume 1. Moon Knight, Volume 1. Lunatic. Peter Parker, Spider-Man, Return of the Green Goblin, Secret Invasion, Thunderbolts, Sensational She-Hulk by John Byrne, The Return, Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith, Thing, Project Pegasus, Thing, The Serpent Crown Affair, Venom, Space Knight, Volume 2, Enemies and Allies, Vision, Volume 2, Little Better Than a Beast, and X-Men Alpha Flight. Yeah, all right. Freshly digitized comics on Marvel Unlimited. Amazing Spider-Man 1.5. Captain Marvel, number five. Carnage, number eight. Daredevil, number seven. Deadpool, number 12. Doctor Strange, number eight. Drax, number seven. Extraordinary X-Men, number 10. Hyperion, number three. Marvel Comics Presents, 150 through 151. Marvel Fanfare, 24 and 20 through 24 through 26. That's uh, original Weird World stuff. Ooh. I was, I was adding these last night. There's some cool stuff in all of these. Wow. Marvel Feature, number 12. Yep. Marvel Premiere, 38, 47 and 48, and 61. It's a whole bunch of Star-Lord and Ant-Man stuff. Oh, cool. Yeah. Marvel Preview, number 7, 14 and 15, and number 18. Mm-hmm. Marvel Team-Up, 36 and 37, 86, 103, and 146 through 150. I think we're coming close to filling out uh, Marvel Team-Up. I think wow. we have almost all of them up now. The That's original. super cool. Yeah. Marvel Treasury Edition, number 12. Marvel Universe, Guardians of the Galaxy, number 8. Marvel Universe Ultimate Spider-Man Contest of Champions number three, Mighty Thor number seven, Mockingbird number three, Ms. Marvel number seven, Nighthawk number one, Obi-Wan and Anakin number five, Patsy Walker aka Hellcat number six, Red Wolf number six, Spider-Man Deadpool number five, Starbrand and Nightmask number six, Totally Awesome Hulk number six, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl number eight, Uncanny in Humans number nine, Venom the Enemy Within number three. It's actually one through three. I did that incorrectly. Ooh. Typo, but I caught it. Yep. Points and, to me. <laughs> and Weird World number six. A lot of stuff on Marvel Unlimited. A lot this of week. stuff. A lot of interesting all over the place stuff. We're yeah. really filling some gaps in. Totally. Um, I feel like it's time for some news. And now from Marvel headquarters, it's this week in Marvel News. Okay, so the big comics news this week focuses on Resurrection. We teased the titles that were going to be part of Resurrection a few weeks ago. Now we're starting to fill in the creative teams a little more about it. Uh, we talked about X-Men Gold, which is has beautiful art by Ardian Syaf, who is new to Marvel. Uh, it's written by Mark Guggenheim, who's just the biggest X-Men fan and just wants to have this classic lineup. The lineup is Old Man Logan, Storm, Colossus, Nightcrawler, uh, Rachel Gray, and then Kitty Pride is the leader of the team. It's a pretty stacked X-Men team. Over on the other side, we've got X-Men Blue, 
which is written by Colin Bunn with art by Jorge Molina. That's the all new X-Men, the kids teaming up with Magneto for reasons that will apparently become clear uh, once we get on. We'll have more information this week about Iceman, about Generation X, about Jean Grey, about all the different titles that are coming your way as part of Resurrections. Really exciting time to be an X-Men fan. I know I'm psyched just editing this stuff. It's really cool. Uh, Over on games, Medusa has joined the party on Marvel Puzzle Quest, and she is just the latest big name to be added. Also, there's some great stuff going on with Marvel Contest Champions. Uh, Stay tuned to Marvel.com for all the news coming this week. Yeah, whole bunches of votes. Stay tuned for more This Week in Marvel, right after this important announcement from our sponsor. Um, Before we go to the West Coast, just to remind you guys, we're brought to you by Loot Crate this week. Uh, Loot, Loot crate, crate launching the second Marvel and Gear Marvel Gear and Goods Crate. Uh, so they're serving up some of your favorite minds from the Marvel Universe to outfit your kitchen in true heroic fashion. Nice. Uh, we did debut one of the items mm-hmm. on Thwip, the big Marvel show, mm-hmm. which is uh, a Black Panther uh, apron. Amazing. Where I helped make a pie. Oh, yeah, you helped with that. Uh, help make, I mean, really tried to prevent... Lorraine from performing her pie making uh, duties on the episode. Mm, uh, I did my okay. best to try to thwart it, but yep. we made the pies. Thwarting on Thwip. Yep. Well, um, the crate, this uh, this new gear and goods crate, will be filled with home goods and unique apparel featuring Hulk, Iron Man, Ant Man, Spider Man, and Black Panther, and it's all over an eighty dollar value for just thirty nine ninety nine. Great you, stuff. You. Yes, you, mm-hmm. this week a Marvel listener, can give your kitchen the Marvel upgrade at lootcrate.com slash Marvel. Use promo code MarvelPod, that's promo code M-A-R-V-E-L-P-O-D, to save $3 off your first Marvel gear and good crate subscription. So, save some money, get some fun stuff. Um, I'm sure we'll be talking about you know what's in the crate. We were, Lorraine, myself, Judy, we were at Loot Crate headquarters, uh feel like that was like two months ago something like that i don't know yeah it was in october so it was last month and it was great we got to see what's in uh the next bunch of crates i'm very excited they're all pretty awesome so uh you guys should definitely subscribe to the to the gear and goods crate and uh yeah enjoy it loot crate man do it it's so much fun that should be their tag tag tagline loot crate do it man it's so much fun yeah yeah (laughs) uh all right with that in mind let's go over to the west coast it's the West Coast, show me and the Wolfman. It's the West Coast, show me and the Wolfman. It's the West Coast, show me and the Wolfman. It's the West Coast, baby. Yeah. Hello, this week in Marvelites. This is Marvel.com editor Mark Strom, joined by assistant editor Christine Din. Und wir Stromstein, returning on our Steel Wheels tour from a week-long break for the American Thanksgiving. <laughs> There's nothing German about that accent. Did you guys more. miss that? <laughs> uh, what would you call the show while, while we were gone? Um, the Christine and Christine show. No, no, you got you have a better see <laughs> see uh, when back when it was Strummy and the Wolfman yeah. show, right? When it was just Wolfman, it was What Up Wolfman, especially <laughs> the installment of What Up Wolfman, and when it's just me, and this holds true today as well it's strumming with strami 
So you have to come up with like an alliteration sort of with with something with Christine. So I will leave that to you. Anyway, uh, (laughs) this week, uh, of course, we're still coming off of the Thanksgiving holiday, so everyone's still sort of recovering from their turkey coma. We're we're getting into the holidays, Mm -hmm. so news is uh, slowing down a little bit, but. We still have new episodes of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. series returned this week with a very exciting episode. And yeah. next week is already the winter finale for the show. So How are we here already? It's December. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm crying inside. Um, but tune into that next week, 10, 9 central on ABC. It's a very, very big episode. Uh of course starring all your star, starring really everyone we <laughs> we sort of pull everyone into uh, this winter finale uh written by paul spachewski directed by the great kevin tantarone who has directed a number of really great episodes of the series so far uh he really outdoes himself in this one for reasons that i won't uh, won't spoil for you yet but you'll be able to see it um and yeah, we'll have clips from that. We will hopefully have some new episodes of Forging Marvel Shield coming up in the pipeline very soon. Um, we're just polishing some stuff off, getting some approvals on stuff. Knock on wood. Hopefully you'll see them soon. <laughs> Knock on wood. Uh, we had a great podcast. If if you aren't usually a listener of This Week in Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, check out. We had a great podcast with the creators of Robbie Reyes, All New Ghost Rider, Felipe Smith, and Trad Moore um, up on what we dubbed the murder roof <laughs> of this abandoned building in mm-hmm. downtown Los Angeles where we were filming for that day when Felipe and Trad came to set. And uh, there were there were giant... They, they were the biggest pigeons I'd ever seen in my life. And we were convinced that they were so fat because people would bring dead bodies up to the burner and roof. It. And the pigeons would just feast on them. And that's why these these pigeons were so fat, we didn't actually see them fly. I was convinced they couldn't fly. Like penguins. Yes. They they were they they were only slightly smaller than your average penguin. These two pigeons, uh, they and were. They're not t- as friendly. Pigeons? Yeah. Pigeon. I hate pigeons. Pigeons are terrible. Um, they bring like the virus and stuff. Yeah, and squirrels too. Squirrels also bring viruses. I saw Contagion. The whole outbreak starts with a pigeon. The 1990s movie. Two thousand something. Oh, the Soderbergh. Yeah. No, 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 that didn't start with a pigeon. That started with a bat. Oh, was it a bat that pooped? I thought it was a pigeon. Yeah, no, know. that was a bat in, in the pig farm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Spoiler for a movie that, I don't know, You're probably none of you naked. have seen or it will was, see. It was not great. Um, uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed, wait, did she not good? I enjoyed that movie. Everything Soderbergh does is good. Everyone just dies. Well, that's true. <laughs> all right. That's called life, Christine. <laughs> we all die in the end. How'd we get here? How did we get from Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to we all die in the end? Things uh, are bleak here, guys. Uh, well, so we got uh, we got some more news coming up, yeah. but, but nothing nothing that we can really... And exciting news that's not the opposite of bleak, which is really adorable, is that we launched with Funko Marvel Funko Shorts. Oh, did we finally launch those? Yes. So on Wednesday, we premiered the first episode with Spellbound, where a little Funko, Spidey and a little Funko Iron Man 
pretty much face off with little cute Funko Loki. Loki just never catches a break. Cute little Loki. He's a bad guy. He's not whatever. Um, it's my Loki cardigan. Oh my god. We love mine. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I had no idea we hired a nerd here at Marvel. <laughs> um, uh, what, what, Christine, you guys can't see this. Christine, I just came back from Minnesota. Christine's bundled up like she's in Minnesota outside right now as opposed to in Glendale, California. I, know, I told Ben that over the weekend it got to like 40 degrees and I got cold because Californians aren't cut it for cold weather. Oh my God, you guys are so weak. But we had like a heat wave from 90 degrees. Back in my day, back in my day, <laughs> back in my day, you know when recess was canceled? For snow days? No. Recess was only canceled if it reached negative 20 degrees or if the wind chill dropped below negative 30. Oh. Anything <laughs> above that, you got in your snowshoes, <laughs> you got in your snow pants, you got in your jacket, and you went outside and you played. <laughs> the only time we got recess canceled was for smog days. That's so sad and depressing. So then we had to play like in the classroom the whole day. Oh. That's life in Glendale. Well, <laughs> in Minnesota, you, and, and, and we would, they would go out and they'd, uh, they'd just spray a hose on this open field in the <laughs> back of my, in the back of my uh, lower school, and we'd have an ice rink. Yeah, that seems dangerous. No, it's a, that's how you make ice rinks. But then you didn't have skates. What do you mean you don't have skate? Everybody in Minnesota has skates. At school? Yeah, you bring in your skates. Oh. And then it'd be like the skate, it'd be like a big deal. It'd be like, hey, this ice rink's open. Yeah, like those blades would be so dangerous. We couldn't even have slap bracelets at our school. You are, you are, you Californians are weird. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how any child survives <laughs> growing up in California. Especially after all that smog. Exactly. <laughs> um, well, 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 we got news. Like I say, lots of big announcements coming up. Nothing we can tell you just yet, but uh, lots of cool yeah. stuff. And um, I don't know, is anything going on in animation? Animation's quiet. Yeah, we're, we're quiet until January. Okay. Well, I don't know. I guess that's it then, guys. Yeah. I mean, you and I are going to an no. event. But I'm not announcing anything. What? So we'll have more news after Saturday. Yeah, we'll, we'll have more news after a lot of days this week. <laughs> what uh, else? Uh, mm -hmm. Oh, we should announce our Twim URC. Oh, yeah, Twim URC. Talk about Twim URC. Um, uh, we have chosen Thor the Mighty Avenger. I love how you say we have chosen. I, I just walked <laughs> in this morning and Christine was like, oh, I chose Twim URC a week ago. I'm like, well, okay. I chose like the past three. <laughs> so I'm just using, you know, an inclusive we. Uh, and an exciting, beautiful, beautiful run. Thor, yes, by Roger Langridge, uh, writer, and Chris Somney. Uh, one of the one of the earlier things Chris Somney did for Marvel, actually. This, this series was what six years ago, seven years ago, six, yeah, six years ago, about seven years. Yeah, yeah, somewhere. I know. Like, I remember pulling the single issues for this one. Oh yeah, I pulled single issues for everything. I'm an old man. Well, I brought comics in yesterday, and my bag broke. And I nerd, struggled. Nerd alert. <laughs> Bring it in. Nerd. Someone has to help me. Nerd alert. <laughs> um, all right. That's uh, it, guys. Go back, go back and uh, listen to whoever Ben and uh, Ryan and, and those hooligans in, uh, in New York have to tell you. Right? All right. Cool. Bye. All right.
This is Strongstein out. <laughs>
like Toka. And oh, and Razor. Razor. Toka and Razor. <laughs> they're also in the mix. Um, but yeah, when when the Eternals first settled on Earth, there was some sort of schism. One brother left to go into space. The other stayed on Earth. They settled on Titan. All the Titans are descendants of the Earth Eternals, so they all go back to the same Earth Eternals. I honestly thought they were just using the same word nope. for what they were called. Nope. They are all tied together. There's now we cool know. The Eternal series. Look at that, guys. We all learned something today. You're welcome. All right. Haywood says his pick for November 16th is All New Wolverine, number 14, by Tom Taylor. He says, uh, Fury, Laura, Bullets and Blood, who is the heel here? Uh, I think question. whoever is making Laura do these horrible things is the heel. Yeah, Laura's true. not the heel. No. She's at worst. She's like like Randy Orton and the Wyatt family. <laughs> just just a weapon for them to use. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I caught up on a lot of wrestling last night, so I'm, I'm finally – I finished – NXT TakeOver Toronto. Okay. I finished Survivor Series. Okay. I watched last week's SmackDown, and I watched this week's Raw. I don't normally watch Raw on SmackDown, but... I all, can't watch. Yeah. It's just too much right now. All the other... all Most of my shows are on hiatus right now, ah. so I have a little extra time. So I was in bed. I just fast-forwarded through Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. Actually, pretty good stuff. They're, they're doing pretty well. Good. Nice. There's another pay-per-view this weekend. Oh, my God. There's another pay-per-view two weeks after that. What? It's crazy. All right. Uh, Haywood continues, continues, and he asks you, Ben, has mm. Joe Tarabarelli taken over for Nick Lowe on the show? No one will ever take over for Nick Lowe this on the true. show. This Nick Lowe true. has his own unique thing. That's not to say Joe Tarabarelli can't be a fixture as well, but he has his own role to play. He's That's not right. a replacement. Yes. Uh, Haywood also continues as his pick for November 23rd is Death of X number four. Finally, we see what happened to the adult Scott. A lot of people were waiting for that. Yeah. I know I have, I have a lot of friends who are not happy. Oh, yeah? With what happened to, uh, yeah, they're just big Cyclops fans. And, you know, stuff happens. Yeah. People die, y'all. Deal with it. Yes. Haywood continues and says, if it's really a contest, I want into the This Week of Marvel podcast with Joe Tarabarelli to help fill in for you. I don't know what this is in reference you to. You probably made a comment I, that there was a me? contest. I feel like I you. I feel like Joe probably did it. I'm mm. not that reckless. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I feel like you might have. All right. Well, there's no there's contest. Not. There's no contest. We're, we're running the show here. We don't need your help. Yeah. We uh, need your help in comments. Yes. Just send us nice, lots of nice comments. Oh, Chadwick just says, quiet work week and I'm behind on podcasts. You know what this, that means. This week in Marvel now. Yeah. And then uh, like the hands up emoji and thumbs up emoji. All good stuff. Yes. Johnny Vinyl, Blackheart JV. Let's take a second to give a toast to Agent Venom. Looks like he's done. Toast is well deserved. Yeah. It, I mean, it was a nice. Agent Venom had a nice little coda in the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy issue this week, and there's still going to be more Venom stuff in Guardians. But yeah, we saw a new Venom in Venom number one, and there's no telling. We're going to eventually learn what happened to Flash. So he could still be out there. We'll see. Yeah. Joshua Cooper, Uncanny X Men Annual has a Domino story. It's worth picking up just for that. It's a good Domino story, too. Yeah. With Sunspot, the greatest character in the <laughs> Marvel Universe. Uh,. Seriously, what is going on in Uncanny and Humans? Can Reader get any more awesome? You better believe he can, brother. <laughs> uh, of course, I love that power too. Like it's, it's really so cool. cool. It's so inventive. Yeah, uh, it's really a genius power. Of course, Patsy's ringtone for Jubilee is Firework. Of course, it is. Is that a? It's a Katy Perry song. So someone mentioned. The only reason I know that that's a Katy Perry song is because someone mentioned that. I don't know what the song is. Mm-hmm. Is it good? Yeah, no, it's a good song. Okay. Catchy song. I like I Kate, like pop tunes. Katy Perry once in a while. spins out some catchy jams. Okay. 
Uh, Jerry, the underpowered hypochondriac, the best person in Mosaic number two. Agent M and Ben J. Morse never get my Mosaic <laughs> reference. We've only had two issues. Two I don't issues know. of Mosaic. Keep <laughs> don't don't give up on us yet. Yeah. Um, I would say Joe Terborelli would get my Mosaic references, but he totally missed one too. Yep. You got the R.I.P. Steve Dillon page in every comic. Uh, this week in Marvel is going to be emotional. Yeah, we didn't really talk about it too much. Um, I kind of just wanted to let it be there in the yeah. comics. Um, but, yeah, yeah, we miss him. devastating. Um, Roger went to Earth-65. More porcupine stories are a Thanksgiving miracle. Yeah. Someone's got to <laughs> give us more porcupine. Oh, stupid Dennis Hopeless. <clears throat> Kyle uh, Charles says Daredevil 13 was uber scary. Yeah, I agree. Muse is a creepy character. Charles Soule is sick and should be locked up. 100%. Mm-hmm. Kyle continues and says, I kind of wish I didn't read Spider-Woman 13 now. Heartbroken. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still I'm still holding out hope. Holding out for a hero till the end of the night. Totally. He's got to be strong. Yeah. He's got to be fast. <laughs> He's got to be quick to the fight. Yep. Uh, Quentin Tice says, whoa, pretty intense confrontation between Luke and Jessica. Cage ain't fiddle-faddling fiddle <laughs> around in Jessica Jones number two. Such a different dynamic between Power Man and Iron Fist and Jessica Jones. Just seeing the two characters. <laughs> I think because they, they're set in, you know, like yeah. different things that have happened at different times. I, th- so. I think it's great. I think it's wonderful when we have multiple portrayals at the same time of our own characters. Really shows how they can stretch. Yes. And Quentin says, D-Man is great in Sam Wilson, Captain America number 15. Liking Dunphy more with every appearance. Uh, which, when you say liking Dunphy, yeah. Quentin, it makes me think like you're talking about Modern, modern family. family. And I just get, I just got really confused. Very confused. I yep. understand. I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, he says, liking Dunphy more with every appearance. Any recommended reading in Marvel Unlimited? You're going to want to dig into the Mark Grunewald era of Captain America, uh, D-Man has his seminal appearances there like look up his first appearance i don't know it off the top of my head um but it's somewhere in like the 300s 350s somewhere around there 350s somewhere around there and there's some great uh d-man stuff in there yeah mark did write like 120 issues of captain america or something yeah more than that yeah so there's you'll have to do some digging but all the characters grunewald created in captain america could fill a universe by themselves yeah that's good we like d-man too we like d-man a lot yeah. Uh, Rafa B. Been seven months that Cloak and Dagger was announced, and since not a single piece of news. Is it still on? That happens all the time. It's yeah, just in de- you know development. Don't worry about it. It'll be. It'll, it'll, if we said it's going to happen, it's going to happen. What'll be? It will be. Yeah. K. Sera Sera. Um, Rob Nolan really enjoyed Joe Tabarelli. Are we still getting these as guest <laughs> host on this week in Marvel? Don't be a stranger, Joe. Come back and do more. You were great. Finally caught up on this week in Marvel apps just in time to enjoy Twimmy RC over the weekend. DNA is Nova. Yeah. Which was our last one, which is great. Captain Rogers 44 says Jessica Jones. Number two is my pick of the week for November 16th. Too bad. Jessica still can't catch a break. Want uh, Jessica Jones and Mockingbird oh, team up. I would love if Mockingbird showed up in Jessica Jones. Yeah, that would be phenomenal. Totally. And Robert says Captain Marvel 10 is my pick of the week. 
following that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, love to see that Carol has found her own path, ready for Mighty Captain Marvel number one. You better be ready for Mighty Captain Marvel number zero, because <gasps> that comes out first. Well, then. That's right. She's getting a zero issue. I'm excited. Dun, dun, dun. Simon Sebs, Twim of the Week for 1116, Black Panther number eight. The first three pages were really put it over the top. Come on, Tanahasi Coates. We know you want Aurora and T'Challa back together. We all want that. Just go ahead and do it. <laughs> well, I, I like it. Very uh, emphatic. I did enjoy Jessica Jones number two more than the first issue. That seems to be the case with some of Bendis's books for me. Sam Wilson number 15 may be the best issue of the series. As good as this book is, that's saying something. I'm surprised. Uh, I, we heard about this. I su- I'm surprised Agent M and Ben J. Morris didn't have a cameo in Sam Wilson number 15 somewhere in the crowd. Uh, after this was tweeted, I said, talk to Tom Brevoort and Nick Spencer. And Nick Spencer tweeted back that it was un- inexcusable. Yeah, seriously. Inexcusable that we were not in the book. Uh, and Bill, Ro- we should say, it's me, you, and Billy Roseman should yeah. have all been in the book. Yeah, Billy Rose. He should be in there, too. Yep. Um, whatever. We loved, we loved Sam Wilson, number 15. That's so good. We're fighting for Sam Wilson, number 15. Yeah. Um, so the UCWF was mentioned in two books for the week of 1116. Maybe it's time to bring that back as a comic. Have Agent M and or Ben J. Morse write it with uh, Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian as consultants. Mm. They would love that. They would. Uh, reading Sam Wilson, number 15. We know. You just said that in several <laughs> tweets. Um, D-Man said he looked stupid with the red mohawk. Was that an intentional dig at Seamus? I'm going to say yes. Nick Spencer is trying to start a feud with Seamus. Yeah. Seamus... When he came to this very office, the Marvel office, um, I was showing him around. Great guy. He sat on the edge of Niccolo's desk and sat on his mailbox, like his inbox, and broke it. <laughs> and we just left. It's like 350 pounds of pure he le- muscle. He left, like, what are you going to do? I think he left a note Aww. saying, like, hey, sorry I broke your inbox. Yeah. Love Seamus. That's great. Uh, it was awesome. I would read a crew series written by Tanahasi Coates. Marvel, please give Mr. Coates whatever he wants so he'll do it. I don't think it would take much. I think he would love to do it. I mean, it's a matter of getting a, it done. He's a busy man. Yeah. So he's got a lot going eh. on. <laughs> eh. Twim of the week for 11:23. Ultimate Square number one. An interesting new dynamic for the team. I look forward to what happens. Oh, yeah. I didn't like the art in the second half of Spider Gwen number 14. Otherwise, it would have been my Twim of the week. You know, different strokes for different folks. Red Cage number two. This book just isn't for me. If it had come out before Luke Cage and Power Man and Iron Fist, I might have enjoyed it more. Fair. I could see that. It's yeah. a very different tone it's from very all those different. other books. So. Absolutely. Makes, makes sense. And finally, Captain Marvel 10 was good. This is the first time I've been on Carol's side since Civil War II started. Interesting. Yeah. Mm, I think Indeed. I think a lot of people are finding that maybe it's not as cut and dry and you find more similarities to uh, or, or more empathy for Carol and what she's done as time has gone on, mm-hmm. which is good. You should see both sides of it. Yes, indeedy. Yeah. We did it. We did it. We, another week in the books. Yeah, next week um, we're going to have to record a little bit later. Okay. So hopefully the episode will come out on Thursday as normal, but if not, we'll Fingers be out crossed. on Friday. Yep, we'll get it out by the end of the week. Yes. Well, that's it. Remember to read your Twim URC pick. Thor, the Mighty Avenger. Yeah. It's going to be a West Coast. Oh, we get a we get the second half off Shortened next week. Shortened episode yeah, for us. It. I can have lunch that day. We don't like to work hard. <laughs> That's not true. Yeah, we work hard. Yeah, and you guys will appreciate us. Agreed. All right, guys, uh, have a great weekend, and we'll be back next week. This is Marvel, your universe. I thought you weren't going to say it. Mm-hmm.